What's going on, guys? This is Rob Doster here. I want to let you know about our sponsors, Anchor by Spotify. If you haven't heard about them yet, it is the easiest way for you to make a podcast. I know because all of our 28 podcasts on the field of 68 and the field of 12 use Anchor by Spotify. It has the tools that will allow you to record and edit your pods right from your phone or your computer. You can distribute anywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, all those places that allow you to listen to podcasts for absolutely free. Anchor sends those pods directly to the feeds. And here's the best part about it. Anchor is totally free. So make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm if you want to get started on your own podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Doster and Deshaun podcast. It is Thirsty Thursday. February fourth, my February fourth. Yep. My name is Rob Doster, and once again, as always, I'm joined by the one and only Deshaun Butler, uh, former West Virginia All American and current co-host of this podcast, the real star of this show. Uh, we are sponsored and presented by uh, Bet Rivers Sportsbook and Casino. And Deshaun, how you doing, man? What's going on? Nothing much, my friend. Nothing much. Just. Uh... Brown bagging and having a good day, just hanging out with the kids. You know how it is uh, during these uh, COVID times, man. Just enjoying this family time. As soon as I get to work, it won't be as uh, I won't be as in the house. So. Yeah, so we got some news to break. You want to share it with the people? Uh, geez, I mean, I just got a uh, an assistant coaching job at a, a Wheeling University, so I'm excited for that. You know, thank you for the claps. There he is. Woo! There he is. If I had a sound effect, I would do the cheer sound effect, yeah, but I don't have that, so I got to do I got to do the manual. You do sound the real effect. claps. You have to do the real claps. <laughs> we got to. We, we'll get some money soon, and we'll start getting the uh, the you know the special effects later, man. That's yeah. So okay. this is a celebratory beers and ball live stream, Very as nice. always. Crack it right there for you guys, so the people on the podcast can hear it as well. Deshaun, what are you drinking tonight? I have Anchor Steam Beer. Yes, this beer here is uh, not made with uh, <laughs> it's not made with ice, uh, from what I've uh, read today. It's, so you know what's uh, cool about Anchor Steam? Hold on, let me hold up the yeah, bottle. Talk to me. Talk to me. Hold up. Yeah. So steam beers. Um, I can't remember. I'm, I might get this backwards. So if someone in the comments like can correct me, please do. Uh, but like ales and lagers are brewed different ways. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure that anchor steam is an ale that's brewed like a lager, which just means it's going to have it, give it a different flavor and it's going to make it kind of unique in the, in the process of, of making the beer. Um, so yeah, yeah that's, 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 that's my nerdy beer thing about anchor steam. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. I had no clue. I, I looked into this beer today and it basically said that, uh, this beer is like, oh, like it was. It's made by hand. <laughs> I was like, wait, how did, how? Like, I don't know. I, I, was like, I was confused when I read it. I was like, no, this is this is not what they meant. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm they, bottle, they bottle every single one by hand. It's individually <laughs> bottled beers. <laughs> For some reason, I just thought of someone just like pouring beer through hand and, and just drinking it. So, all right. So what I'm drinking is uh, is from Stone Brewery in San Diego. It is okay. their Fear Movie Lions Double IPA, a tall boy. But the thing that I love about it is, you see that? You see what's going on there? They got the they put they printed the logo and everything on a can upside down. Yes, yeah, I'm not really sure why Stone does weird things like this sometimes with the the beers that they uh, that they make. Um, I have no idea why they did that. I thought for a second that like maybe I just you know drank a little too much tonight, yeah. and then I was like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? But Party you know, I think. Pretty sure it was intentional. Um, so we have we have some fun stuff to talk about. We're going to get into uh, Ohio State's win over Iowa and talk a little bit about the insanity that was 
Wednesday night in college basketball. But I do think it's probably important to mention that, like, right now, uh, Gonzaga is down by seven with 15 minutes left at Pacific. So uh, I expect that Gonzaga will find a way to pull this one out. But uh, there's a pretty real chance that we could be live streaming um, the first loss of the season for the Zags. So uh, buckle up and be prepared for that day, Sean. Uh, I can't foresee that happening. I'm sorry. It's just not. It's not. It's like they can have a bad half, but they're not going to lose to Pacific. Sorry. Yeah. All right. So let's let's start with uh, let's start with Ohio State and Iowa. Um, my takeaway from that uh, was that Iowa basically is who we thought they were. They can score a lot of points. Luca Garza is really really good at what he does, yes. and they cannot guard anybody. I'm pretty sure that if you rolled. Me and you out there right now, just the two of us, we'd find a way to uh, to hang with them and put up 80 points on this Iowa team. So, um, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not laughing. At, I'm just thinking about me going out there, running with these young kids. Oh, so uh, hold on. So, Doug it's Taylor. Not it's not you. Yeah, no, Doug Taylor just, uh, just said in the comments that the reason why Stone has this can upside down is because you're supposed to leave no stone unturned, so you're supposed Which to go is, like this. It's quality. I thought it was like a party trick that they're trying to make you look upside down. And you, yeah, and so you dumped a beer on your head. It is. All right, so talk to me about um, Ohio and Ohio. I almost said Ohio and Iowa State. Ohio uh-huh. State and Iowa. Uh, what do you make of that? What do you make of that performance? Um, how good do you think this this Ohio State team really is? To give me all the takes, Deshaun. I need all the takes. I mean. Just watching the game, um, it was the score changed a ton. It was back and forth for the, for a good for a good bit of the game. And second half, I mean, Ohio State just like they 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 just started dogging them. <laughs> I want to say dogging them because they, they didn't blow them out or anything like that. But they kind of just took the game away from Iowa, and they didn't. Iowa didn't obviously. Uh, they didn't. I'm trying to find a word for it. It's, it it felt it, like they were going to run away with it. Like there was yeah, it, early they were, in the second they were, half. They were up like eight or, or going on 10, maybe close to it. But I was sitting there. I'm like, all right, I was getting ready to like push him away. Uh, I think it might have been right after like a, a Luka Garza jump shot too. I was sitting there. I was like, wow, this is, this is about to get ugly. And Ohio State, they, didn't, they, just, they just didn't go away. And they just stuck with them. And then they started knocking out jump shots. They hit two big threes back to back. And after that, I mean – they ran away with it. They just out hustled them. They out muscled them. They got to every ball, made every shot they possibly could, and they ended up winning the game. Where I was, I was impressed because I, Ohio State. What is that? Is this their like what fourth or fifth game against the uh, ranked teams in the Big Ten? So like they they've been playing pretty well as of recently. They got it. Yeah, out. I mean they're 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 very legit. You know they're fifteen to mm-hmm. four right now. They haven't uh, really been at full health yeah. all season long. Um, so uh, you know they're they're, <laughs> they're legit, man. It caught me off guard. I'm not gonna lie. Like this, I won't say a run they've been on, but just like the teams they've beaten in the Big Ten, that has caught me off guard because I remember them starting off a little slow, and I was like, uh. Uh-uh. And then after they beat Rutgers, I mean, I kind of feel like they took off a little bit afterwards. Yeah, they, hey man, they went on a run. Yeah, man, they went on a run, and they the the crazy part about it to me is that they're they're doing this without really having like healthy point guards. You know, CJ Walker is back now. Um, I don't think CJ Walker is quite himself yet. You know, he had, he had nine assists tonight and only one turnover. Um, but 
anytime that you play Gonzaga and you look at raw numbers, like I just automatically assume that those numbers are inflated. I'm sorry, when you play Iowa, Iowa. Um, I just automatically assume that those numbers are inflated. I got excited because Drew Timmy and his handlebar mustache just dunked on like seven people. So <laughs> my bad, my bad. Don't worry, um, Don't worry about it. But I mean, they, they just got so many shooters, man. Like, Dwayne Washington can get hot and knock down like three or four in a row. Justin Arns can get hot and knock down three or four in a row. EJ Liddell, I swear, I've watched probably like five or six Ohio State games at this point, and I don't think I've seen EJ Liddell miss a 15-foot jump shot. Like that he's dude. Been, no, he's been really, really consistent from mid-range. And I kind of feel like that's uh that uh that's been giving them uh the edge. I mean, his 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 the mismatches he's been getting in the yeah. uh, the low post and mid post. And being able to like to exploit those has made it uh, a big difference for Ohio State. I feel like he's obviously he's a key. He's been getting like fifteen or higher, but he's he's been playing very well, and he's possibly the reason why they're playing so well. Period. Winning game. Would you would you have him as an All American at this point? Like I I got in this argument with Rob Hummel and um, and Jeff Goodman the other day, and Jeff is convinced that like EJ Liddell should be a second team All American, and without like putting any disrespect on his name because he's awesome. Yeah. I think there's also like a very real argument to make that he's a second team all Big Ten player. And that that mostly says a lot more about That's the a lot uh, of person. Yeah, it says more about the Big Ten than anything else. But like yeah. he's he's really, really good. Like no, really, I, really, really good. I could see the argument. I feel like I wouldn't be able to I don't feel comfortable enough to count him out being uh as far as like how he's been playing. These the, these games against the ranked teams that they've beaten, he's been playing very well, like at a high level, like taking advantage of these mismatches against really really good players, players that could possibly be, you know, first team All Big Ten or All Americans. So I would have to wait until the season plays out. I can't sit there and count him out off rip. Like I can think of like other players and be like, nah, no chance. Like he's definitely like one of those guys that's on the cusp. I would have to see how he finished out his season. Like, but if he continues to play like this, leading into like the Big Ten tournament, man, please, I can see him definitely being an All American. Just, just yeah, I mean, to, just as versatile as he is. Like, he's not like super tall. He's not small either. Like, it's a big problem for these dudes that are playing the four and five that have to go out there and guard him. Like, it's very. Yeah, so my only problem with it is like, I think first team All America right now for me would be Luca Garza, National Player of the Year, and yeah. then. Corey Kispert and Drew Timmy, and then Jared Butler and Davion Mitchell. Like, that's my first team right there. So if you're going to tell me that E.J. Liddell is one of the five best players in college basketball after those, after that group, like, that's, 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 a little, that's a little hard for me to get behind. And I don't think that that is, like, slandering him at all. Like, he's awesome. But um, I think that it's a little bit too, uh, too much for me at this point. But that said, there's an argument that you can make that Ohio State is the best team in the Big Ten, is that going too far? Even with the winning, I can't even. It just doesn't feel comfortable saying. I just can't say that they are the I best mean, team. Like I just can't. I don't know. I can't really. I don't feel comfortable thinking that they're the best team. I mean, they just. It's beat. probably Michigan, right? It's got to be Michigan. At this yes, I, I still feel like it's Michigan. It was like I just they beat a team. I feel like that. Like Ohio State's a more a, a more consistent team, offensively and defensively. Like. Regard, like they they may have their nights where they are a little a little off, but I feel like they're at least okay defensively, okay offensively. Where I mean, Iowa is great offensively, but the for them to win games, they got to be okay defensively. 
Like when they have a lousy nights like, like they did like half tonight, like it's like what are we talking about? Like the second half was terrible. I mean, the first half wasn't like that great either. They gave up forty uh, both halves, but geez, bro, the second half like they had the game. They had the game one. You see the shot Kispert just hit, and he just hit a four point play. God, Kispert is so good. And he makes the he's bringing the headband back too. I'm I'm jealous of his. He's flow. not bringing the headband back. That's he's a, bringing it back. This he's bringing he, the head. Look at there that. Are numerous that. people that wear headbands. The headband the headband hasn't gone anywhere to be brought back. But you're he, right. It was uh, it's it's Corey Kispert and Joe Harris are bringing the headband <laughs> back. You know you know what's funny? Like I I swear everyone's like yeah they're gonna be the same player when they get to the NBA and I'm like yeah and they also both look like they own a vegan coffee shop in the suburbs of Seattle. <laughs> Right, like look uh, at this guy. I can see him actually uh, working as a as a as a waiter in a vegan uh, cafe. <laughs> I can see, <laughs> I can see him working at the with cash skinny, register at an Abercrombie and Fitch store. with a skinny headband <laughs> across his head and holding his hair. Up. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> um, so for Iowa, like I, Iowa, I'm just I've reached the point where I'm completely out on them. Um, really? Mm, like I, I, I know I know how dangerous they can be. I can't get but, out on them with like, the player of the year in their team. I can't. They, they just – they are they cannot get enough stops. They gave up 78 points to Michigan State. That's more than double what Michigan State scored against yeah, Rutgers. Yeah. <laughs> like, Ohio State is a really, really good team. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looked like – so here's all right, here's here's the thing that gets me. Um, Justin Arns has taken two two-point field goals the entire season, two yeah. of them, Right. He shoots like 40-something percent from three. Like you, do, Every single person on the planet. My son knows what the scouting report is for Justin Irons, right? Everybody knows what that scouting report is. And somehow, when Iowa was up by like, what was it, when they were up by eight or eight. up by ten in the eight. second eight. half? Two at the top of the cake. Bam, bam. Yeah, he got like three straight threes wide open. Like how, how is that no, no, acceptable? No, no. I won't, I won't even acceptable. say. I won't even say. Here's how, here's how I'll put it. The one that he made, it jumped. It jumped at the three-point line, which is a big no-no. Mm-hmm. You don't leave your feet in the three-point line, regardless of who it is, because you don't block shots from there. And he, he he sold it with a nice little pump fake, one dribble left, boom. No one came over after the pump fake. I mean, they weren't expecting – was that Bannon to jump out of his fucking yeah. sneaker? But he did. It happens. Move on. You can't give him a three again. The next one was wide open. You can't give him a three again. Like that's, and they ran like it wasn't just wide open. They ran away from him. They ran away from yeah. Like you can't you can't do that. Like that just means like your your defense awareness is just like it's dropping as the game goes on. Like especially as they, when the points start when when teams get closer to you, it's like you expect your defensive awareness to like pick up or you know, you need to make an adjustment or something. Like they it dropped. Like it started yeah. to get worse as they got a lead. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's the their defense is not. They make so many mistakes that I would just not, just should not be acceptable. And we'll get to that. We 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 have a player draft coming up that I think is going to be a fun thing to, or a player uh, trade deadline that I think is going to be a fun thing to do. And we're going to talk about things that have are basically exactly that. So um, yeah, I'm just um until they prove that they can be a like top fifty ish team defensively because right now Deshaun, you know what they are. They are the nation's best offensive team, according to Ken Palm. They are. According to the efficiency metrics, they're number one nationally in offensive efficiency. They yeah. are 135th in adjusted defensive efficiency. 135th. I wouldn't even disagree with that. That's not – it's just like not <laughs> – it's not It's not acceptable. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring it up right now. Here's what I'm, I'm going to do, Deshaun. 
I'm going to figure out who they are worse than defensively. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, and you're going to tell me if you think that this team can win a national title. Leave, leave my they're, team wor- they're, they're, worst, they're, they're worse than UMass defensively, right? And UMass is not very good, right? They're worse than um, Iowa State. Iowa State is better than them defensively. That's Wake Forest is better line. than them defensively. Georgia is better than the, George Mason is better than them defensively. Nebraska is better than them defensively. They are horrible on that end of the like. That's not you can't win that way. You can't win a national title when you are this bad defensively. And like they can absolutely get hot and win four straight games and get to the final four, especially if the the bracket breaks right for them. Mm-hmm. But they're thirteen to five right now. Like they might be. Like what happens if they end up being a three or a four seed? They're going to be an underdog heading into the Sweet Sixteen potentially. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, I want to be on on them because I love Luca Garza so much. But I think I'm, I think I'm out on on Iowa at this point. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about what happened on um, Wednesday because it does look like Gonzaga is going to end up winning. Uh, I think there's like, Damon Sotomayor is losing his mind right now. Did you see that? No, I have not. There was a, there was a pretty bad pretty bad charge call and he lost it like he had the mask off he was running on the floor jordan bell just picked up his uh fourth personal foul jordan bell uh apparently came back to college from the nba put on about 50 pounds and grew his hair out and is now playing for pacific instead of playing for uh the golden state warriors we took you took you a second to get that reference i was about to say i was like wait a minute jordan bell Took you a second to get that reference. Who are you um, talking about right now? Uh, there's a guy in Pacific named George. There's, oh, Jordan Bell from from Oregon. No, no, no. no I, was the say, I, know, I was gonna say I know who that Jordan Bell is. <laughs> That's what I'm trying the to guy, the guy that committed the charge. Yeah, I didn't know who he was either until I just saw David Sotomayor pick up the tech. Um, all right, real quick before we move on, I just want to let you guys know that if you've never placed a bet before on sports, Bet River Sportsbook has a super deal on the big game between Kansas City and Tampa Bay. Do you know what game that is, Deshaun? What is that? The Super Bowl? We've never heard of it. <laughs> never heard of it. So, so sign up with Bet Rivers today, and if you make your first deposit of at least $100 with the code BIGGAME500, and you get up to $500 in free bets if you do that. All you have to do to unlock $500 in free bets, Deshaun, is to make $100 worth of real money bets on the big game, a.k.a. the Super Bowl. Still, There's never, never been a better t- – never, <laughs> still never heard of it. <laughs> never There's heard never of been a better time to get on the action. There's never been a better time to figure out what the Super Bowl is, Deshaun. So, so I'm, looking, I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> so make your bets today at BetRivers Sportsbook. Go to BetRivers.com and bet with a winner. And if you want a winner, just – Take the opposite of whatever I take because I lose every bet that I make, apparently. Um, all right. So on uh, on Wednesday night, um, things got wild, man. Number three, Villanova, lost at St. John's. Number five, Houston, lost at East Carolina. Um, number number 15, Creighton, lost at home to Georgetown. Yeah, to Georgetown. Number That's 16, a- Virginia Tech, lost at Pitt. Number 22, Florida, lost at home to South Carolina. What to you was the wildest thing you saw on uh, on Wednesday night? What was the craziest stat? What, like what what was what was your biggest takeaway from uh, from from that shit show that was college basketball on Wednesday night? Creighton can't lose to Georgetown. Mm-hmm. That's that that's a bad loss. Like that that kind of threw me, especially. Uh, 
I mean, they got a sub, a, I would say a somewhat good game out of Christian Bishop. Um, I mean, you got the usual suspects, their top five guys played okay. I just, they, I, I was at a loss for how the hell they lost the game. Like they just didn't stop Georgetown, which is strange because Georgetown isn't, especially this season, they haven't been like known for their like offensive like achievements. But I mean, Patrick Ewan coached coached them in a, to a good win. So I mean, I can't knock it. I can't knock it. I can't hate on Pat. I'm a Patrick Ewan fan forever. But so for me, it was Villanova going into St. John's and just getting wrecked, man. Like that oh, one. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah. I think they were up seven nothing um, early on in that game. And at one point, St. John's was up like 18 in the second half. Yeah, Posh Alexander completely dominated that game. Really? I didn't get a chance to watch that game at all. Com- completely. Like, he he was kind of pointing, um, pointing St. John's press. And, like, they took Villanova out of everything they wanted to do. Like, I've never seen a Villanova team get that flustered offensively and look like they were that out of control and that out of sync and that out of sorts. And, you know, and Posh, like – in transition, he was doing it too. Like on the break, he finished with 16 points to six assists. Like he he had a very, very good game. And I've kind of gotten to the point where like I I low-key think St. John's might be legit. Um, I thought coming into this game that you know that they, they were on a four-game winning streak, right? But um, they won at UConn in a game where James Booknight didn't play. Yeah. Utah Valley State, whatever, DePaul, whatever. Like, okay, like those are like, you know, you beat Marquette and Marquette will. Marquette sucks this year. Like, there's nothing. There's not. That's not something to necessarily uh, change your opinion of an entire program based on. Uh, but this, like, just completely dominating a game against a team as good as as Villanova, like that's to me that's that's a little bit of a difference maker. That's something that kind of makes you stand up and say, oh, okay, maybe maybe this team is legit. I mean, once again, you just said that beating a team like that uh, definitely opened some eyes. Um, I would like to see them continue. To win, win more games. I mean, I can like you just said. You we weren't really too impressed. I, I remember the guy was giving uh, me a hard time and uh, on Twitter. I forgot his name, and he's like, "When are you guys gonna start talking about St. John's?" And I was just like, "Bro, like, I haven't seen them play anybody yet." But he, I mean, he told me he told me the other night that he's done with me. I mean, he's I, I made some I made some joke about St. John's. Sorry, I, I got I'm plugging in my computer over here because I didn't <laughs> was about to yeah. die. <laughs> um, yeah, he told me he told me the other night that he's done with me because I, of, of some kind of St. John's slander that I had, and I was like, I literally I literally have not thought about St. John's since the last time that you tweeted at me. So, <laughs> yeah, my bad, bro. Sorry, sorry to the people of St. John's. Uh, my guy Rob is making a joke. It's just a joke, but still, no. Nah, I mean, if they're gonna win games like this, I mean. I, who am I to count this team out? I mean, that's it should be. I, I just need to see them do this more often against the better teams in the conference. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely, they have to. Um, so, I, I think I was on a little bit of an island when St. John's decided to hire um, Mike Anderson because I actually thought that it was a pretty good hire. Um, well, maybe maybe pretty good is a little bit too strong. But I actually wasn't as down on it, and I thought it was a little bit uh, creative and a little bit outside the box more than, like, Jeff Goodman hated it. Um, a lot of other people hated it. And the thing that I liked about it is that, uh, Deshaun, you know this as well as anyone, there are, there are a ton of a ton of kids in that city that are just athletic as hell, that have played in the New York City Public Leagues, and that understand how to thrive in a system where, like, 
pressing and forcing turnovers and getting out in transition is is the way to play. Like that that's basically the the basketball those kids have played up every like played every day of their lives growing up more or less, right? Yeah. Is that so you put Mike Anderson in a city where you have all of that all 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 this talent and guys that can thrive in that system where he's not going to be going after one of dunce. He's going to be going to be going after dudes that can hang around for four or five years. Um that I think it I think it makes sense, right? Now the key is going to be like he had to find people that could like connect him to the city kids. Like the, how many, how many people in New York city do you think Mike Anderson has ever met? Right. Like he spent his entire life coaching in like Alabama and Arkansas, Missouri. Like he, yeah. he's, he's, he's from the South and yeah. now you're going to New York city. Like it's, it's the, the recruiting bases are very, very different there. But as long as you have like the right people on your staff and you make the right connections, as soon as you get to the city, like it can work. And I think that's, I think that's kind of coming to fruition a little bit. Now, look, the key is going to be maintaining it. Like just, w- winning one game is winning one game. St. John's three years ago, they were 0 11 in the Big East, and they turned around. You remember this? They turned around and they uh, they beat the Grayson Allen Duke team. Yeah. Um, and then the next game, they went and they won at Villanova <laughs> the year that Villanova won the national title. Yeah. And I think they finished like two and sixteen in the Big East that year. But it's like, hey, you got those two wins, so whatever. Um, but like, I'm 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 kind of in on them. I I, I kind of like what Mike Anderson's doing. Is that crazy? No, nah, not really. Um, geez, bro, Mike, my, I've I've known Mike Anderson for like a long time, and I've yeah. always been a fan of his style of play. I mean, I could never play that way, but uh, always a fan of watching. You know the uh, the pressure for forty minutes style of basketball, and uh, I feel like with with Mike Anderson, it won't be too difficult for him to get acclimated in New York with the recruiting. Like this is, in a sense, I mean, like you just said, these players. In New York, they love to compete. These guys are competitors at heart. And what Mike Anderson, his style of offense and style of defense especially, is, is all it is is effort and competing. And I feel like New York guys will thrive in those scenarios and those systems when you put them in it. So it's just a matter of him, like you said, getting acclimated in the city. And what guys from New York wouldn't want to keep their guys in New York? I mean, so him recruiting that, letting them know we want these guys to stay home, not go to out of state anywhere, wherever, like not go to Seton Hall or wherever they're going to go, stay here. I think Mike Anderson actually will be the perfect guy for that, that situation. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there too. I, I like I like that explanation of it. Um, you got anything to say about Houston losing at East Carolina? Like that just – that came out of the blue. Uh, Virginia Tech losing at Pitt. I, I'm, yeah. I'm actually kind of – legit kind of sad that Florida lost. Like I was I, – I, I want – I that want very makes, good things to happen for that. That, program. Just, that just made our loss to them look like we are just one of the worst teams to ever play. Like, <laughs> they just after after losing, like, they beat us, and then they go lose that one. And I was just sitting there, just like, geez, bro. One of my guys is an assistant coach there, Darius Nichols, and I was, I texted him, and I was just like, "What are you guys doing? Man? What are you guys doing? You, you kill our team, and then you go and then you drop the ball the next the next like couple of days." Yeah, it's uh. <laughs> It, it feels like this is kind of quintessential South Carolina, right? Where it's like, yeah, they suck. <laughs> Write them off. And then all of a sudden they come out and they beat some ranked team on the yeah. road, smack them around a little bit. Um, all right, let's get into uh, – Gonzaga looks like they're pulling away a little bit. They've they've gone up by seven. And now we can kind of get into our uh, our college basketball trade <laughs> deadline. Um, uh, this is – it's safe, one of my it's, safe to, it's safe to talk now because it's safe, got, safe to talk now. So. <laughs> I gotta keep looking at them. They'll take care of this seven point lead for sure. 
Uh, yeah, so th- this is something that I do pretty much every year, Deshaun. Just like a, a – it's just kind of like a fun thought exercise, I guess, because it's never going to be something that ha- comes to fruition. But I've always, like, been enamored by the idea of, like, being able to trade college <laughs> basketball players. Well, I mean, it's just it, – because there are teams where it's just like, okay – you you treat you, like you put this kid on this team and you take this kid and put him on this team and all of a sudden like both of those teams get better so it's like what if we did that you know we, I know we can't do it but like what if we did we can't do that. so uh, <laughs> we have we have a list of we have a list of thirteen teams that we're gonna go roll through with our uh, some of our trade deadline nonsense um, and I want to start with Iowa because we just saw them play you start um, so the drop, so, so the the trade that I have set up for them is um, Kessler Edwards. From Pepperdine for Aaron Euless and to- Tony Perkins, and here's here's my thinking on it. Right, I don't think that uh, that Iowa is ever going to be a good man to man team. To me, like we, you just kind of have to write off the idea that this is going to be a program that can ever guard anybody man to man. They just don't have enough good man to man defenders. I think what they need is to go buy in all the way to play in a two three zone, play that matchup zone. Learn that matchup zone, like how to be effective in it. Go study Jim Beheim if you have to, yeah. um, and just completely buy in and get as much length and athleticism as you can, while also having shooting and uh, uh, playmaking and and like talent around Luca Garza and the Post. So Kessler Edwards is a six foot seven combo forward that shoots thirty eight something percent from three uh, for Pepperdine. He's a pro prospect. Um, he's a guy on every NBA team's radar, and what. I would, would be giving up for him, another upperclassman, are a pair of freshmen that were like three-and-a-half-star, four-star players that are going to be kind of buried on the depth chart behind some of the guys that are actually really good on this Iowa team for, for at least another year or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, you're, you're, you're giving up guys that are going to be bench players for the next year or two for a player that can come in and maybe help revitalize – uh, a national championship run because how often are you going to have a guy like Luca Garza at Iowa? You're not, it's not going to be very often. So um, I think you kind of, you're okay taking a risk on the future a little bit to put something together where you have a chance to win it all. So I like Kessler Edwards adding him um, to, uh, to Iowa's roster. All right. I'm going to do a, a pretty, uh, a pretty big, big trade in this scenario. Um, <laughs> same conference. I'm going to give away, for Iowa, <laughs> I'm going to give away Connor McCaffrey, and I'm going to give away Joe Toussaint, and I'm going to give away where is he at? Aaron Euless, so I can bring my guy. I'll, it's the only thing I feel like that Iowa needs is the guard that can demand demand a. Uh, the man points. I mean, he he. Demetri Trice is. I feel like oh. something. Demetri Trice is something. I feel like you know what. And I'll let you know what. I'll keep Connor. I'll keep Connor McCaffrey. I'll give up Euless, Joe Toussaint, and let's go with Chris Murray. Just get a young guy out of the way. And <laughs> no disrespect to you, Mister Murray, but I feel like I just feel like Demetri Trice will be an amazing fit with Luca Garza mainly because I look at I look at Demetri Trice's team his teammates now where uh what is it Potter and uh Reavers who are pretty solid low post players 
but they're not Luka Garza. Luka Garza demands a ton of double teams. He demands a ton of attention. And if you can have somebody that can demand attention in a block, and Demetri Trice definitely demands attention in ball screens and off the dribble in general, that in turn leaves guys like Joe Wieskamp, guys, who else is here? Uh, did I keep Jordan? Yeah, I kept Jordan Bohanna, who can also be a, a two on that team. And these guys can, like, space. And this that that attention – demands you know some 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 closure you need somebody to come in and, and sink in the court so you can kick to these shooters and I feel like Jordan doesn't really do that like Dor- Jordan demands you to guard him at the three-point line but the scout report I kind of feel like if I was coaching and this is no slander to the young man but it's just like force him off the three-point line the best you can and if you get him dribbling the ball to the basket get him going to the basket as fast as he can and then have him make a decision out of it yeah that's not, like, that's not what he does. That's so, not what he does at all. So in those scenarios where you're just trying to rush a dude off the three-point line and you'll live with, with whatever he does in the mid-range, it's a, it, it leaves your team at a disadvantage because, I mean, it just basically, in a sense, it says you're, that your guy isn't a playmaker. So when well, you have this point guard, Jordan, I mean, Bohannon, who's a, a good point guard, man. He's a great shooting point guard. But you need other people to get plays made for when you have a bunch of standstill shooters around. Now, they do a great job of moving the ball, and these guys find shots anyway. But imagine if you had someone out in the perimeter that demanded full attention, and now you can hit these individuals for these shots that they can get. And we're not even talking about Luka Garza. So I feel like a a dominant guard would very much help them, like a scoring I'm, I'm just glad that we kind of set the tone for where this is going to go, is that Deshaun is trading out, trading players to conference rivals. I, I yes. like it, man. I like I like where your head's at. All right. Uh, now I'm really excited to see what you got going for Illinois here. So. We got a care package for the guys when they leave, too. Don't worry. We got, <laughs> we got everything taken care of. <laughs> so do you want me to go first on Illinois? Because I got I got I really Please. like this one for Illinois. All right. Please so Illinois and Kentucky struck a deal on trade deadline. Really? Uh, Illinois is giving up Georgie Benhan- Benhanishvili. Mm-hmm. I did not get that right. I don't, I don't care. Right. Georgie. <laughs> yeah, we know who Georgie is. Georgie. We know who Georgie is. Illinois is giving up Georgie, and they're trading him to Kentucky for Keon Brooks. Okay. Here's okay. the logic in that. Uh, Keon Brooks probably going to end up going pro this year. Um, I don't know if that's a guarantee. But I, I I am very enamored with what he can be as an NBA player. And um, I would not be surprised to see him go, even if he doesn't. Uh, this I think this is a good trade because what you get what you get coming back is a guy that can kind of anchor the post that Coach Cal needs for next season, right? Whereas Keon Brooks is the perfect foreman that Illinois is missing. We talked about this the other day, right? Illinois is small. Kofi Coburn is huge, but Illinois is small, right? Their best lineup probably has Io at the four, Adam Miller at the three with Andre Curbelo and Trent Frazier, who are both small guards in their backcourt. Mm-hmm. They need that like kind of like perimeter-oriented stretch four, elite defender that can knock down threes and space the floor. Like Keon Brooks is exactly who they're missing. You got to give up Georgia to get him? And you got a chance to win a national title? In the what in the last year that Iowa was going to be here, I think you make that trade. Hmm. You like it or no? It seems like you don't like it. I love Georgie, bro. 
I yeah, <laughs> George is such a. You gotta give you got you gotta, you gotta give you gotta give something up to get something though. You, you gotta know? you gotta keep chemistry and you gotta keep uh you gotta keep morale high as well. I feel like George is one of those guys. If you give him up, then everybody's gonna sit there and go, ah, oh. the shoulders drop. The uh, maybe, I do love Georgie. I do love him. Nah, Georgie's awesome, bro. Like I just I feel like he's uh he's the heart and soul of that uh of that team. I could be wrong though, you know. Maybe Georgie has to go. Just, I don't know. I don't. I don't think he has to go. I just. I. I love. I love the idea of getting Keon Brooks on that roster, and I just wanted to. I wanted to give something up that where you get Keon Brooks on that roster. All right, you got anything for Illinois? Illinois. So, I like Illinois in transition. Like I said, all all year they're a really good team. Um, they get into half court, and because of. How can I put it? They get in the half court and they get really stagnant. <laughs> so <laughs> what would help break up the stagnant offense, I feel, is having somebody that can score inside and outside. You'll probably hear this a lot from me during this uh, this trading part because a lot of teams need – like they have a lot of things. They have good post scores. They have good guards. And then they have their issues, whether it be in half court, whether it be in transition, whether it be Iowa defense. But – Illinois gets stagnant in half court. And I feel like if you have someone that can score inside and out, who's just not, he's not Kofi Coburn because he's going to demand the paint. You have somebody that can score inside and out. It'll help your team tremendously. And I've already traded within conference. I wouldn't be afraid to do it again. So I will, this sounds pretty bad. I'm going to take Franz Wagner. I'm going to uh, trade Trent Frazier and Jacob Grandison. Now, Trent Frazier, I'm, it sucks because I like Trent Frazier. I feel like Trent Frazier gives Illinois, actually gives them scoring in the half court, like somebody that can put the ball on the floor uh, as, as a guard and, and, you know, get the ball out of Io's hands when if Io's not doing whatever he needs to do or Adam Miller's having an off night. But... Trent is a big enough piece because I feel like Michigan wouldn't want to give up France without getting something somewhat solid back. I mean, France does a lot. <laughs> and Franz I feel is like awesome. He's awesome. And he's a mismatch. And I feel like Trent is helpful because they don't have uh, – Michigan's not super blessed with guards. And we're talking about Trent Frazier, was it, who's actually like a good scorer before I and these guys came here and just took over. Adam Miller took over. Trent Frazier was the guy almost. So, you know, in his own right. So, you know, they would get a good guard, which they, besides liver and the the, the four men and five men, which they, I mean, they would keep, well, excuse me, they wouldn't keep because I'd take France with the uh, Illinois, but they'd keep a majority of the team to get a good guard. And then Illinois would get somebody that once they run, if they have nothing in the run and you can't get Kofi the ball, get the ball to the perimeter, you get a mismatch in the perimeter. A guy that can put the ball on the floor, scores with his back to the basket, can shoot, and you have somebody to go to in the half court section. Aside from Io, of course. No, I get it, man. I get it. I love Franz. All right, let's uh, let's move on to Alabama. I think you're going to like my trade, my, my Alabama trade. You ready for Talk this? To, Talk to me. Alabama needs to trade the guy that's the trainer for the basketball team for <laughs> the guy that's the trainer. 
for the football team because <laughs> these guys keep getting hurt. Yeah. You know, you know what they need? This guy is. <laughs> you know what they need? They need Jordan Bruner back. That's what they need. <laughs> that, that's, that's what they need. They, they don't need, need anything need. else. They don't need a trade. They just need Jordan Bruner back. So. And look, I, I, I like Alex Reese. Like, that's not a shot at Alex Reese. But uh, Jordan Bruner, the – the shot blocking and the playmaking and the passing, it just adds another dynamic, right? And it's not just him. You know, Javon Quinterly was out for a while with 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 a with a health issue. And Herb Jones, like, he 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 had a finger bent the wrong way. Like, I don't know if you saw the picture of it, but it was it was it was poking away that fingers aren't supposed to be poking. I don't know if you ever did that to your finger. I've done that to my finger, Deshaun. Nah, and that motherfucker no. swelled up. That, that that motherfucker swelled up. It looked like there was an acorn. With my knuckle, it was oh, it was awful. Um, never, never. Good. But yeah, I mean, Herb Jones like banged up. They they need a better trainer at Alabama. That's what they need, or at least someone to give them like the horse horse tranquilizers that'll help them get out on the court. That's what they need. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, if I had to say something about them, J- Jaden Shackelford is a good player. It's flat out, I love Jaden Shackelford, but. I feel like they need someone that can get the rest of the shooters involved. Similar mm-hmm. to what I was saying before, uh, Jaden Shackelford is like a really good player. He can score the basketball. Uh, he's not even leading the team in assists, and I think the, the team leader in assists is like three. And then after that is like three, two. I mean, there are like three guys averaging two assists. They don't get many assists, which is strange on a team that shoots the ball so well. I think it gets like they get like thirteen assists a game. Strange, like that, because they shoot so many threes, they shoot the ball so well. You would think, and they share it so well, they would have more assists. So I feel like they would do great with a pass-first point guard, somebody that they can pass the ball, but they're not going to be there. They also require you to guard them. And once again, I hope you're not surprised that I'm trading in conference. You know who I'm going for. It's the home run play, as usual, by me, because all I want to do is make home run plays. I'm going to trade. <clears throat> <I'm> gonna... <laughs> I know everybody's going to be like, yo, dude, what are you doing? I'm going to give up Alex Reese. I love you, Alex. And I don't think I'm picking on Alex. Shut up. I'm going to give up Alex Reese, and I'm going to give up Jaden Shackelford on a hope that Burner's back. I'm going to trade to Auburn for Sharif Coop <laughs> because I, I, want, I don't hate it. I, I hate want it. 20 I points. I want 20 points a game matched with those like eight to nine assists or eight, seven or eight assists that he gets. Cause him having eight assists, I guarantee you my guy, John Petty will be over there averaging about like 19. That, I, that I, I, just, I just love that you had to lean. I had to. to I be had to. You had to lean and let us know. I gotta let you guys know that this is it. Hurts me. Grant, I'm smiling. It hurts me to trade these young men because they're very talented players. But there's, I feel like a pass first point guard on this this uh, Alabama team is very necessary. I mean, it just it it it's someone that can demand demand the the demand the ball to score and somebody that can get everybody else involved. I mean, they have a very versatile team. So scoring point guard. I mean, Dave, Dave, yeah, I Dave we just we just had a question come in. Oh, please. I would love to read it. The question is, um, <laughs> where is the signed picture of Angela Lansbury in the background of this First shot? of all, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's upstairs in my uh, my room. 
next to my Angela Lansbury uh, sweatshirt. So mind your <laughs> business, whoever asked that question, Dave, probably. Anyway. <laughs> All right. For Virginia. Um, so my thought for Virginia is that uh, they're not that far away. They're not as far away as I thought a lot of teams were. Um, what they really need is someone that can go get their own in in a situation where, like, the offense kind of gets stagnated and they have to play in the half court and it's not as uh, as easy as um, – as as maybe they, they expected it to be. Like they need someone that can go get a bucket. So I'm gonna trade for Rasir Bolton from Iowa State. His numbers are down a little bit this year, but uh anyone that's watched him play knows that he's a guy that can kind of create like his whole thing is like creating on his own and going to get in a bucket on his own. Um and I'm gonna give up uh Casey Morsel to be able to do that. Um uh, I love Casey coming out of high school uh, I don't think that Casey uh, is is shooting it well enough to be able to um, to play at the level that you need to play to be able to to get on the floor for Virginia and, and win at the level you need to win at. And I think that if you find a way to get some of that like scoring pop on this Virginia team, like you're, you're getting kind of close to like an Elite Eight, Final Four caliber team. Uh, so like someone that can you know like look, here's what you need when things are going bad against Virginia Tech. You needed you needed that band aid guy, right? You needed that guy that could stop the bleeding. You needed that guy that could give the ball to and go get a bucket when you needed a bucket. Yeah. And for me, Razier Bolton is an easily attainable guy that you can give up for a guy that is going to be a junior next season and has yet to look uh, anything like the player that we thought he was going to be coming in. I I can rock with it. I can rock with that. I, I honestly, I agree with you. I, that was uh, one of the things I kind of picked with uh, Virginia, just having somebody that can go out there and uh, and get a bucket. Because I mean, they have all the pieces. I feel like for, of a of a team that if they had somebody out there that people had to like focus on, other guys would thrive. And in, in the fact that they had, you know, they had that kind of player. So, like, I, I'm along with you on that. Um, I was going to. Uh, trade uh <laughs> all right with virginia i was going to give up where is he at sorry my bad i wrote it down i was going to give up uh reese beekman and i was going to actually go for uh where is he at again i wrote it down miller cop from oh i like it like i, like it. I feel like miller would fit in with uh that scenario there and him having the freedom to go out there and which basically is what he does where it, it was tough to, cause I was, uh, I was leaning towards, I like Chase Aldish. I like him like, like as a player. Uh, but I, I mean, Miller, Miller, I mean, Miller cop is, he's the bucket getter too, as well as on that. And, team. and he's, and he's got a great name. Yeah. So, so yeah, the next time, next time we have one of these days going to be like, yeah, I'm drinking my nice ice cold Miller cop out of a bottle <laughs> today. <laughs> Now that's a pretty good name. Now that you mentioned it. But uh, yeah, right. Next I'm up is Villanova. Villanova. For Villanova, I went with. Uh, I'm giving up former five star prospect Brian Antoine. Right. I don't know how healthy his, his shoulder is. I think that there's value there. I'm, I'm. That was my guy as well. Continue. So I don't. Yeah, I don't know how healthy his shoulder is. I'm worried about that. So I'm giving him up to go get Keith Williams from the University of Cincinnati. 
And Keith Williams, to me, like Cincinnati's having a rough year. I think they're two and four in the AAC right now. Not a very good team. A little bit of a rebuilding season for uh, for John Brandon there. So you go out and you get a guy that used to be a five star that's getting his ear back. That still has three seasons of eligibility available to him. Um, if you can get his shoulder healthy, he's 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 a guy that has very real NBA potential. Uh, Keith Williams, exactly what Villanova's missing. He is a six foot five wing. He's a really, really good defensive player. He's a guy – he's not shooting it great this year, but he shot 34% from three last season. Uh, and the the biggest concern that I have with this Villanova team is a little bit of toughness um, and a little bit of uh, of physicality like defensively. Like the, the, the big thing I'm worried about is how easy teams have had it um, beating them off the dribble, getting to the rim, being able to expose some of their perimeter defenders. So um, Keith Williams is a guy that can guard on the perimeter. I like Keith Williams at Villanova. In my opinion, I feel like Villanova's team is uh, too mid-range and perimeter heavy. It uh, It's always good to have – a, a good amount of uh, players that can play on the perimeter is very helpful. Before I went in, is beautiful. I feel though that my man Jermaine Samuels. I was gonna, like I said, I had that guy initially, but uh, I'm gonna go with Jermaine. And I mean, he's he's a good player. He's been playing great too. So I hate to like, I gotta go. What his stock is high, you know. I feel like there's no better time to trade somebody that you're planning on trading when the stock was high. And I would. Trade Jermaine for it pains me to say this. I I would just trade Jermaine for uh oh, it's killing me. Evan Mobley. Sorry, it's not written down. Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley. I'm trading Jermaine. I'm trading Caleb Daniels. I'm getting Evan Mobley. They need back to the basket scoring. They have perimeter scoring with Colin Gillespie. Granted, Colin Gillespie and did not have a great night all the night. <laughs> But they have they have perimeter scoring. They have Justin Moore scoring well for the season, and uh, I mean, Caleb Daniels does a great job. He's a good defender. He's a great third ball handler. Third, well, I mean, he was a leading scorer out of some last game. But you need two good pieces, and you bring in Evan Mobley, who's an amazing player who can score the ball on the block, and then it helps free things out on the perimeter. Now, do I think USC would go for that? Hell no. But this is my story and my dream, so I'm going to uh, I'm going to go trade with those guys instead. Day is getting reckless with it now. All right, next up is uh... I didn't think of it at first. Apologies. Next up, is... <laughs> next up is next next up is uh, is is Tennessee. Um, so here's mine for Tennessee. Right, Tennessee needs that go to guy. They need someone that you can give them the ball and they can go out and make a play. They need somebody that is uh, more than just a defender or a shot maker or a finisher. They, they, they need a dude, right? They need a dude. So Bowling Green struggling a little bit in the MAC this year. Uh, maybe has a chance to go out and win the automatic bid, but for the most part, like they're kind of middle to bottom of the pack in the uh, – what is it? They're in the uh, – the Mac, right? So they got a kid named Justin Turner. Justin Turner was considering uh, grad transferring this past summer and had like basically every high major in the country chasing him. He's averaging 21, five and four this year. He's the perfect fit for, uh, for Tennessee. 
who needs like big athletic guards that can go out and make their own plays. They give up Victor Bailey, shot maker, a score, a guy that's averaging double figures, a guy that can probably average 17 a game in the MAC, has a couple of years of eligibility left. And it's a perfect fit for both sides. There you go. Justin Turner, problem solver at Tennessee. Tennessee, I was going to lead more to giving up Keon Johnson because, listen, Keon Johnson's a great player, good player. I, I dig that. As you're going to probably destroy me for saying this too. But I just feel like Tennessee does a ton of standing around and, and four shots. And granted, they, they just do a lot of standing around. And like you said, they need somebody that can go out there and get a basket. So I would have to give up Keon. And I would go with a guy that would, would thrive in an opportunity. I feel like Isaiah Ross would thrive in this opportunity to score the basketball. Isaiah Ross from Iona. Great score, great coming off of ball screens, pull up, mid-range, catch and shoot three, one dribble, two dribble, three, whatever you want to do around mid-range shooting. And he can score going to the basket as well. But I feel like having somebody that can make these shots in these areas for Tennessee who just gets to these areas a lot and and just pump fakes from time to time and then hoist up shots, I kind of feel like someone that can get their own bucket like him is very helpful. It sucks to have to give up a, a potential uh, amazing basketball player, but well, I, mean, I mean, like if you're if you're gonna give somebody up, like that's that's kind of the guy, right? Like they they ha- there's a ton of athletic wings that can guard on uh, on Tennessee's roster. So yeah, like it's not like they're they they don't have someone that can replace him. Granted, he's a great one though. But Isaiah Ross, fun fact, he's like 24 years old, isn't he? Yeah, we need old people. Of all t- of all teams, this team needs an older person on the team that can go out yeah. there and get a bucket. I think Isaiah Ross is older than Kim English. Not possible. <laughs> Kim English. Yeah, I know that. But then again, you never know with these kids these days. So uh all right. Texas, next up. I love I love my trade for Texas. I am giving up Donovan Williams. I'm giving up Gerald Liddell, two guys that were relatively highly recruited, two guys uh that should be able to fit in Bobby Hurley's system. Um, what I think that Texas, the one thing that I think they're missing is that kind of like big athletic wing that can knock down threes, right? Like my concern with them is that they have three little guards on their roster. How big right? is Andrew like, Jones? Like six three. Really? Courtney Ramey's like six. Courtney Ramey's like six three. Matt Coleman's like six two. So to me, that is the biggest concern with this team is they got a like they're built their team built on their defense and they got a bunch of little guards in the roster. Like that doesn't always work out the way you need it to work out. So I'm trading for Marcus Bagley at Arizona State. He is six foot eight, 220 pounds. He's a freshman. He's a sharpshooter. He's a guy that can play on the wing. Uh, he obviously has like NBA pedigree. Um, and I think that he is actually the better freshman over uh over someone like uh, Josh Christopher. I'd rather have Marcus Bagley on my team playing that kind of complimentary role. So I'm going to go get him. I'm going to put him on Shaka Smart's roster, and we're going to go win a national title with the Longhorns, baby. Let's go. I was about to say, I don't have, I couldn't find a, a group for this. Like, I couldn't find anybody for this team. I kind of felt like they were just fine. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't like, find I mean, they're, they're, they're really good. Like, it, don't get me wrong. They're really good. But like, I think that they're missing a piece. And what you're giving up off their bench are two guys that have a ton of potential. But, like, both of them – like, Jared Liddell has already announced that he's transferring. So, like, I'm taking the liberty of saying that despite the fact that he's announced that he's transferring, like, 
Texas still holds his uh, his, his <laughs> trade rights. Oh my so I'm, I'm taking the liberty there. That, that's, 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 that's where we are in this live stream. All right. Jeez. Next up, we got Texas Tech. What do you got for Texas Tech? I got a good one. Who do you have? Please. I didn't. I was so Namari Burnett is another five-star guy that, uh, that has already announced that he's transferring out of the Texas Tech program. So what we're going to do, Deshaun, since mm-hmm. we're, uh, we're, we're in the business of saying that they still have the trade rights, uh, is that we are going to trade Namari Burnett for Trey Mitchell at UMass. Trey Mitchell is a guy that averages 20 and seven. He blocks some shots. He makes some threes. He can play that four spot. He's six foot nine. He is exactly what Texas tech is missing. They need that kind of like big combo forward, athletic combo forward role filled Trey, uh Chris Beard does so well with those guys. You put Trey Mitchell on that roster. And plus he loves transfers more than anybody in the planet loves transfers. Trey Mitchell for Lamar Burnett. That's a perfect fit. All right. So, I have somebody I need to get rid of. No disrespect. I love the guy. Marcus Santos Silva um, has not had his best year, and that's okay. But I feel that Texas Tech is a team that they're a defensive team. They, when I say defense, like they, they do a great job of making people play ugly, and they have they have they do that without having a low post scoring presence. So giving up Marcus Santos Silver and adding PV into the mix, I would trade with I would trade with uh what is that? Uh no, sorry, my bad. Excuse me, I'm tripping. I would trade with uh Seen Hall, and you know who I'm going with. I feel like they have a good scoring, they have a good scoring low post with my guy Sandro, and you have Matt McClung, who's a great scorer in the perimeter. You have uh Terrence Shannon, who's a TJ Shannon, is a good guard as well, who comes off the bench and helps a big, a, 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 a huge amount. McCullough's a good guard as well. So, like, these guys being able to get shots coming from inside, then out, I mean, as opposed to having to go out there and just play one on one and find shots late into the shot clock, I feel like having that, uh, that inside threat who can actually put the ball in the basket a little bit more consistently would help them out. I mean, it's, I feel, I just feel like Marcus has had a tough year so far. I, I like how you think Seton Hall would give up, <laughs> would give up Sancho for Marcos Santos Silva. Nah, and, and but P- you're right. P- hey, P- P- uh, they wouldn't, they wouldn't, they wouldn't take Micah and uh, and and, uh, and Marcus at all. I'll tell you what, though, if they're they're probably two losses away from not being able to play in the NCAA tournament. And if they're not playing in the NCAA tournament, then it might make sense to give up your senior for a freshman that's got some potential. So I do, I don't, I don't totally hate it. All right, West Virginia's up. All right, so I can't wait to see who you're kicking off the West Virginia team because I'm about to uh, I'm about to take right. this clip and send it to Bob Huggins and just let him know like this is what this is what Deshaun Butler thinks about your program. This is what I think about our program. Shut up. Anyway, so, <laughs> so my beloved Mountaineers, <clears throat> shit. Anyway, so we are a pretty good team uh, in the low post with Derek Culver. We have a good guard and Deuce McBride. We have some solid shooters on the wings. The one thing I think that we are missing is somebody that can score the ball, like similar to what I was saying uh, before, scoring the ball on the perimeter and scoring the ball 
like uh, inside as well. So my West Virginia team, I was going to. You can trade hurt people, can't you? <laughs> so, no, um, I would probably have to go with. I'd have to take Ty Sweat. Excuse me. Um, we still uh, have my guy, Kedrian Johnson, who's an absolute dog. I feel terrible trading Kedrian Johnson. And I'd have to give up my uh, my my young boy, Njai. So that's three players. With uh, all our, our future, uh, our future, <laughs> our future scholarships as well. We'll send those all over to Rutgers and uh, we'll get <laughs> Why would I stop of picking course. good names? Why would I stop picking good names? With of course, Lincoln, of course, you Ron, found a way to get Ron Harper, Harper Junior. Because we need points in the paint, we need points in the perimeter, and we need somebody that can that give give West Virginia that that uh that duality. I mean, I feel like we have that with uh with uh Derek Culver scoring the ball in the paint, and we have Deuce that can score the ball on the perimeter uh, as well as the other guys in the perimeter. But we need somebody that can do a little bit of both. And they can switch on defense. And I mean, there's not many versatile guys with that size that can also play for Coach Huggins out there. It's like it's a different breed of uh players. And Rucker somehow has the, the sweet touch to go recruit these guys. So we have to make yeah, sure. You you are very good at finding a way to trade uh to trade for all Americans. <laughs> all right. So let's 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 keep it moving. Um, next one, we got four left. We're gonna do, we'll, we'll roll through these quickly. We'll go Kansas, Florida State, Creighton, and Duke. Uh, for Kansas, I, I love my trade. I'm giving up um, Tristan Anaruna, who I don't know. Like he's got a ton of potential. I don't know if he's ever going to end up being good enough to play for Kansas. I'm sending him to Pepperdine. Right? Pepperdine mm-hmm. has already given up Kessler Edwards. Right? They're giving up Colby Ross. They're getting rid of all of these veteran guys. And uh, and now they're 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 bringing in Tristan and Aruna. They're bringing in some young guys from Iowa. But Colby Ross, like what Kansas really needs is like that point guard go to guy, right? We've we talked about it all year. They don't have a point guard, so now they're trading for one of the best point guards, a guy that's probably going to end up playing in the NBA one day, in Colby Ross. Well, I kind of thought that Kansas, regardless of what position it is, they just needed somebody that can go out there and help them with scoring. Period. So, I mean. I know how hard you are in David McCormack. So I decided to take Dave and trade Mitch Lightfoot and then see if we can bring in Garrison Brooks from UNC. Oh, maybe, I don't hate it. And maybe we can get some buckets on the inside, which, in, which I mean, not, this is not, uh, I know uh, Kansas doesn't uh, just throw the ball in and just bang, bang, bang buckets, but having that, uh, that, you know, that post presence, which are back to the basket and a little mid range face up as well maybe can draw some help in and maybe get some of the other guys going. I, I don't – I kind of feel like they can keep Marcus Garrett at the one at this point now, at this at this point in the season. Bryce Thompson's still like – like, is he still banged up, right? So, yeah. I mean, I didn't want to give yeah. him up. He's young and he has a future with the Jayhawks. So. David McCormick makes sense on uh... – on on North Carolina, he probably would be a really good player for uh, for Roy Williams in the way that he wants to play. All right, Florida State. Um, the guy that I wanted to get on their roster was Jalen Crutcher, and I don't know how you would get him. I think I what I have listed is uh, Jalen Crutcher for a recruit to be named later. 
Uh, Leonard Hamilton. Say, have you heard, heard the things I've been saying on the show today? Like, I'm yeah. sure you can do whatever you want. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I traded. I traded trainers at Alabama. Exactly. <laughs> so, so I'm trading Jalen Crutcher for a recruit to be named later. Uh, I, I think that that's kind of like the one thing that Florida State is missing is that like point guard, uh, go to guy, like leading score. Like I love Scotty Barnes. I'd love Scotty Barnes so much more if he kind of played like a little bit off the ball. And Jalen Crutcher, like, look, they, I think Dayton's six and four in the A10, which is better than I thought it was going to be. I thought they were terrible. Uh, but hey, you know what? He's a stud. Let's give him to Florida State. See what happens. Yeah, I couldn't find anything for Florida State. Like I told you earlier, bro, it was uh, it was tough to pick. I mean, I feel like playing for uh, Leonard Hamilton is a, a tough job in general. So I had to fight to find the right guy that can defend and can go out there. They need somebody that can get buckets, like you said. But it was a it was a hard pick for me personally. I don't I don't love the trade that I made for uh, Creighton. I traded Caduce Wahab for Ryan Kalkbrenner. Um, Caduce for, uh, Wahab from Georgetown. Just he's a bit of a more physical presence in the paint, paint a bit more of a shot blocker um, and and a better defender than what Ryan Kalkbrenner is. And I, I just think that's what Creighton's missing. They're missing the anchor in the paint, and I don't think Kalkbrenner's that guy yet. So since you still have Marcus Zagorowski, I'm giving up uh, giving up Caduce Wahab for um, for Ryan Kalkbrenner. I'm going to do Wahad, and I'm going to get rid of – where's my center at? Ryan Kalkbrenner, yeah. I'm, I got to give those two up. And let me – no, you know what? I can't just give those two up. I got to give a third up for this guy because this guy, I think, would help them out. It, uh, let's give up – oh, wow. He's good. Can't give him up. Uh, <laughs> let's go with it. Let's go with O'Connell. He's young enough, I feel like, maybe. <laughs> and – I'll, I want to trade with uh, Minnesota and bring in Liam Robbins. I kind of feel like they need a center. They have Christian Bishop, who's do, who does great, but I feel like they're going to be, for them to win in the tournament sooner or later, or even against a team like Villanova, who's, they're around the same size, but they're bigger and it's still they're still bigger and stronger. And it's going to be tough for them to keep JRE off the glass. And then when they get out of the, out of the big, uh, the big East and they get into the tournament, they, they're going to have to play against bigger guys. And I feel like Liam Robbins, who can score the ball out in the post, who can obviously stretch the floor just as well as these guys can and play a little five out if they, that's what they wanted to do. Um, I feel like he would fit really well in uh, McDermott's scenario there. And, and and you still have Christian Bishop there to play four and play five if you, if you want to switch some things around. They just don't have a post presence. And I feel like that – post presence like it's always good to have people that can stretch the floor but if you're not getting if you're not requiring anybody to like focus on you anywhere else and they don't have like Zagorowski wasn't like he's doing well but he's still not like what he was yet and he so that means he's not really requiring the attention that he was normally requiring for these guys to really light things up so these guys are playing really well together and they're doing good together but it's still not what they could possibly be. And I feel like having somebody there that can score the ball in the paint, like Liam Robinson will fit that system a little bit. Yeah, no, I get it. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I don't know if Minnesota would, would give up Liam Robinson for that, but hey, you know what? Cool. Maybe uh, maybe by the end of the season when they kind of fall out of the NCAA tournament picture, they consider it. Last one, Duke. Here's my <laughs> trade. All right. Part of the reason Zaire Williams is having some concerns at Stanford is he has not been the standout that he thought he was going to be. 
Um, it's not been the greatest situation at Stanford just because they've been basically like living in a hotel for the last month. Uh, so I am trading Zaire Williams for Wendell Moore. Wendell Moore is going to be around for at least a year or two more. Um, Zaire Williams is basically done at Stanford. So you're, you're giving him up for, for you're, you're basically, you're, Wendell Moore is not worth Zaire Williams, but it's better than nothing. It's just what Stanford is probably assuming they're going to get back for Zaire Williams at this point. You go to Duke, all of a sudden we have Zaire Williams, Jalen Johnson, Matthew Hurt on a perimeter. Things get a little bit interesting. His uh, profile is going to be very, very large at Duke. Um, and, you know, Duke may never get a stop ever, ever, ever again. But I'll tell you what, they might score <laughs> they might score more points in Iowa every single night. Uh, I was going to trade Wendell Moore as well. I was going to go with more of like a senior. I was going to go with Austin Reeves from Oklahoma. I feel like trading him for that would help the team, at least with uh, scoring from the uh, perimeter. Uh, something they're lacking in at the moment, and then also just like having veteran a veteran there who's been who's been in some games and and seen some things out there could help these the Duke Blue Devils a ton. I mean, they they are playing like all forwards almost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From you know, one I like five. it. So. I don't hate it. Austin Reeves, he's a fun player. All right, Deshaun, we we've been here for like an hour, man. Um, again, make sure. Uh, if you're still listening to this, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to our channel on YouTube. It's the Field of 68. And if you're looking to uh, make a couple bets on the Super Bowl, um, if you make $100 of bets after depositing $100 as a new user at betrivers.com, you can get $500 in free bets with the promo code BIGGAME500. Deshaun, that is in reference to the to Super the Bowl. Bowl. I, was, I was about to ask you what exactly. <laughs> Forget it. We'll get back to that later. <laughs> We will. Uh, we'll see you guys on Sunday. What do you, night what do you have? Super Bowl. What do you have in the Super Bowl? Oh, we. Oh, we got to make predictions. Uh, I am okay. going with Patrick Mahomes. Really? No question. No questions asked. Yeah. You get going against the old man. Yeah, Pat Mahomes. That's stupid. <laughs> Look, Brady. Brady's 40, 45 years old, right? That's true. And he's um, home. And he's home. 40, 48 years old. He's he's going to be at home. It's going to be his bedtime, like right, right around the time we get to halftime. So I just think he's going to get sleepy by the end of the game. How many people are they letting into the game anyway? Because everybody was like, oh, they get to play the Super Bowl at home. I was like, yo, we're in a pandemic. Does it matter? <laughs> like home home field event. Not, <laughs> it's like, it's like, no, like, it does not matter. It does not matter. I think Tampa Bay's Bay got it. You think Tampa Bay's got it? Yeah, oh, I think wow. Oh, I mean, wow. I got on Patrick Mahomes. No, I'm man. not sleeping disrespect. on him. I'm not sleeping on him. All I'm saying the is disrespect. That I, think, I think that the old man that's been there before won't waste the opportunity uh, while he's there. I mean, he's been there. He knows what he needs to do. So, Patrick Mahomes, man. I hope you're, Patrick. You're, I, I would love to you're see nothing, Patrick. You're nothing but a hater. No. Who hates Patrick? <laughs> who brings the Nova passes into football? No, who hates that's, Patrick? That's, Nothing but a hater. All right, Deshaun, this was fun. Um, We will see you guys again Sunday night uh, after the Super Bowl is over. Maybe we'll record before. Maybe we should do that. Maybe we should record before the Super Bowl so we can get drunk. So we can get drunk during the Super Bowl. Whoa! I might. uh, Yeah, actually, I should be able to do that. I forgot. Yeah. Well, you know what we'll do. We'll talk about it. We'll talk. We'll talk about this when we're not live on the stream. (laughs) Exactly. I'm just saying. Let's figure that out. Let's figure that out. We'll talk it out.